Welcome to another episode of the Combat Sewers. I'm your host, Manpreet, aka MMA Lock of the Night, Andrew Boy on Twitter at MMALOTN. I'm back with my boy Tony. What's up? What's going as on? Always. Uh, we got Glitch in the house as always, so he's probably going to make an appearance here and there. And we got my man Big Rob in the back, always helping us out. Yeah. Yo. Um, this was a little bit of a short week, uh, or sorry, uh, a short bye week in bye terms week. of uh, news. It's pretty slow, wouldn't you say? Yeah, really slow. So normally <laughs> I put together all the headlines and stuff a day before. Um, and I send it off to Tony probably the day of, and he just looks it over real quick, kind of gets his thoughts together, and we just fucking bang it out once we get here. Uh, but yesterday I had to fucking send it to him. <laughs> I had to be like, dude, fucking help me out, man. Yeah, like, I was like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to find something. Yeah. And no, man, I couldn't really find So this is the else. quickest that we've gone between uh, a podcast now. So normally we've done like a month apart, um, and now we're going into the bye week where we just do every two weeks. Uh, so we got to make sure that we always have something to talk about for those fucking two weeks. Um, we There were a bunch of topics that we thought were, you know, worth mentioning, but could we really come up with like fucking a solid yeah, 15 no. minutes talking about, you know, you all Romero getting fucking 27 mil, which you probably, which you probably didn't even yeah. get. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> wh- how much more can we say about that? Yeah. But I think we came up with three solid points that we can really bang on for this week, uh, as well as a solid four, uh, topics for the double jab as well yeah. that Rob will be helping us out with. Uh, so we still got some shit to talk, man. And also Tony doesn't know this, but, uh, the tape index that I've been doing on Newsom's website, I have a prime location for a banner of anything that I want to promote. So I got a banner of me and you actually on a website where, <laughs> uh, it says our slogan is the shit eating wild men of MMA. And it has like, if you click on it, you'll go straight to the na- latest episode. So it's okay. a pretty well trafficked. I have to check that. Okay. It's yeah. pretty, you know, there's a lot of traffic on that, uh, on that page. Cause it's like. It's like our tape index. I think I've told you about it. It's like it's like yep. where we put all of our fucking fight yep. links for the upcoming event on on one page. So I know a lot of people see it. So you're you're kind of famous in the Twitter MMA community. All now. right, cool. <laughs> this is this is this is to a guy who yeah. is like no social media. Uh-uh. Totally, he doesn't even know Twitter exists. Disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> Signed so, up. That's yeah. It. <laughs> so we're fucking rolling. Uh, I fucking love it. Um, but let's let's get into it. Like I said, we had some solid things that we could we could cover for this week. And we're going to start off with an event that just passed for UFC Stockholm. We had Anthony Smith picking up a big victory over Alexander Gustafsson. A big upset as well. Not a lot of people think that Anthony Smith was able to get, was going to be able to get it done. Especially after breaking his hand in that first round. He was able to muster up the energy. I think he got a third or fourth round submission. Fourth. Uh, rear naked choke, th- fourth round submission. Ridiculous because a lot of people thought that Alexander's Gustafson, Alexander Gustafsson's cardio and pace was probably his most brighting, yeah. brightest and shining advantage in this fight. Yet... You know, Anthony Smith comes in there and gets a finish with the fucking broken hand. He, he definitely fought differently, too. Like, he, yeah. uh, especially, like, in the Jones fight, he was tentative, didn't really do much. He was the aggressor here, which I guess is mostly the case with Gus. He kind of makes you uh, chase him a bit. Yeah. But I just felt like he was definitely more active. I mean, he won the first two rounds. Yeah. And then Gus came on strong in the third, but then he just totally destroyed Gus in the fourth. So, yeah, uh, we, I, was we, I feel like we kind of saw that in the... Um, in the John Jones fight as well, where, like, I think it was the third round where he got the finish. Jones finished it. Yeah, I think it was third. Three. It seemed like that round where Jones kind of was like, all right, fuck it, I'm taking this shit to the ground, and I'm just going to take over. It might have been fourth as well. And it didn't yeah. seem like we got much resistance from Alexander Gustafsson there, and it seemed kind of the same okay. thing here. He, he did talk about that, yeah. and he said that he's like, nobody takes me down and kind of uh, controls me the way Jones does, be- and that happened because his, he had the groin injury. So he, he said, like, that was hindering him from actually using his hips or whatever as well. And 
I was like, okay, I can kind of give it to you. But then in this one, you know, again, Smith just kind of slowly took his back, flattened him out, and yeah. then elbowed him. It didn't seem him. like there was much resistance. And then when he was sinking in the choke, it felt like it was kind of doing it slowly, but Gus wasn't fighting. I don't was he really fighting the hands much? It didn't, like you said, I got the same vibe where I'm like, oh. And it was kind of an unfortunate, like, way that he ended up in that position as well. It was kind of he like went a for trip, the takedown. Right? Yeah. Well, he went for the takedown and he got stuffed. and slid kind of past Smith. Smith kind of like slid around and grabbed and just, his back against the cage. And I'm I'm thinking, okay, you know, Gus doesn't really get taken down or held down by no. anyone. So okay, they're against the cage. Smith kind of is just hanging off his back, and Gus is probably going to get out of this. And then yeah. slowly gets one hook in, then gets the other, then he flattens him out, then he starts pounding him like, oh shit! And then he gets the choke and he taps like, what I was, the fuck? I was kind of like slowly losing it as I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, wait a like, second. Yeah. Are we about to see the fucking changing of it, like it just, it kind happens. of the changing of a guard as well? Like in terms of giving Anthony Smith that yeah. that real legitimacy because you know his his rise to that title shot was like a shot Shogun Hua, a shot Rashad Evans. Uh, Vulcan Uzumi, who did not look good in that fight at all. Didn't look that great, no. And then he gets the title shot, and we're like, okay, he just got a title shot because he was lucky. He kind of got, not the real Conor McGregor treatment, but like yep. that path to the title shot. And now just he actually has... there was has, a lack of contenders, and they yeah. needed someone new, really. Yeah, and now, you know, he has an Alexander Gustafson win under his belt. By you finish. Think, by finish, exactly. And dominating finish. That's a big win. One thing a lot of people are really saying as well, like, I didn't really look into it too much because it was kind of a domination from belt to belt is the fact that Anthony Smith actually made it to a decision with John Jones. Yeah. They say he survived, but OSP made it to a decision. You know what I mean? Like, how he far do you much. really want to take that moniker? Smith didn't really do much. Yeah. Like, he never really went for it. And I guess, and yeah, he was talking about that, like, before this fight, how yeah. he wanted to just come in and kind of just do something, just put on a good performance, like, yeah. regardless. So, he definitely did that. And they even, um, they called that left hook out that broke his hand. Remember, oh. I think I told you this. Oh, yeah, because it hit, it hit like it right hit, on the forehead. It hit really hard. On the forehead, right? And then I think it was Felder, or maybe it was Hardy, but I think it was Felder who pointed out. He's like, oh, he's like, that that left hook landed right on the forehead. Yeah. I wonder if he broke his hand. And, and then, that you was know, the fucking one. Doesn't, you don't hear about it again until Smith afterwards. Like, yeah, I broke my hand in the first. Like, oh, well, he definitely broke his, <laughs> broke his fucking hand. Uh, so it's a big win for him. Makes, but it, makes it much more impressive. Broke his left hand that early. And still fight, got the finish. And still won the second round, dominated the fourth. Come Remember on. when fucking Rich Franklin did that to Chuck Liddell? It was all in the same round, Broken though. arm. Broken arm and still kind of like... Yeah, I think... One I don't know, was he it the, that shot. hand that he knocked no, him out no. with, too? It was his left hand that he was He followed up with it. I'm pretty sure... I know he threw it. or He, he threw, threw it, but sure. he hit him with the right. Yeah. He yeah. knocked him out with the right. That was nuts. Yeah, that it, was ridiculous. It was very reminiscent of that. Um... We had ourselves a little bit of a light heavyweight tournament that got kind of spoiled at this event, too. We are supposed to have a little Tifi against Vulcan Ozdemir as well. You know, that was a fight that could have I was disappointed that really was shook out the top ten a bit. Um, you know, so I was very disappointed that that fell through. Uh, but another guy that got a big one was Alexander Rakic. You know what I mean? He's, he stamps his name in the light heavyweight division a with a, a very, you know, very <laughs> impressive performance as well as... Um, really getting a name under his under his belt now too. That was I mean, a massive win for him. Say what you want about Jimmy <laughs> Manoa. Say what you want yeah. about his chin and all that. You know he's in that fight as long as his chin can fucking handle it. But um, do poor, you think poor Jimmy man? He just keeps getting put out, so it's not really surprising to see him get deaded. Even though it's kind of oh, it's cringy. Like it makes me cringe. Like oh my god, especially I, the way his head bounced off the mat. Oh my I, god! I, I know he de- he decided to retire, much. which is unfortunate. Good call. Thirty nine. Keep getting put out. Yeah, it's time to go. But the thing is, that division is so fucking thin. It's so yeah. bare bones, right? 
Like, it's, like, let's look at this shit. Daniel Cormier, number one. Tiago Santos, number two. Anthony Smith, number three. Augustuson, number four. He's retired, so that he shouldn't even be on it. So, let's say Dominic Reyes, number four. Nope. Jan Blachowicz, number five. Volkan Uzmir, number six. Corey Anderson, number seven. You got to think, though, if, because uh, they got Rocco versus Blachowicz. So, if Rocco wins, he's going to jump right into top five. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, he's going to be in So, there, that's so. a great addition to the division, actually, now that I'm thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, and he should beat Blachowicz. Yeah. Krylov's coming off a win, too, right? Oh, is he coming I off I think a he win? beat... I'm pretty sure he just won his last Johnny fight. Walker. Like, oh, yeah, is, he fought OSP starting, again. It's starting to heat up a bit. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Walker... To, it's better than what it was in the I last know. couple of years. Like, it was horrible. But, but think about it, though. Really, the only names that have been added are Johnny Walker, Alexander Rakic, Dominic Reyes. Rockhold's coming in, too. Dominic Reyes, yeah, Rockhold. And then Tiago Santos and Anthony Smith. So I guess, man, without like Tiago Santos and fucking Anthony Smith moving up, yeah. it would be really, really fucking tough in that top five. Wait, that's weird. Why did they move Gus down and not just take him out? That's what I mean. <laughs> it's he so announced dumb. his retirement. Take yeah. him out of the rankings. Move yeah. everybody up one. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, not at all. So, so what's next? What do you think? Well, how does this? How do we move well, forward one, with the light heavyweight? One quick thing. Isn't yeah. it hilarious that Santos and Smith were like? Middle of the pack, middleweight. I know. And now they're number two and three at light Again, I think it's just in a, a total, like it's a total example of why the light heavyweight division is where it is. Because you know what, anybody I mean, can come in and get a fucking title no, shot. <laughs> but another thing is, they do look like they're performing better though. So there's something to be said about that weight cut. Like Smith yeah. looks like almost like a different fighter. Yeah, like not cutting that weight. He looks way better. Santos, I could kind of make a like at first I thought it was you know he's just kind of being wild and he doesn't care he doesn't have to cut the weight but then he actually fought kind of technical in the black of its fight and put him out so I, I remember the just, they're just better somebody put out something where it said uh, on the same day uh, Alexander Gustafson fought John Jones the same time the same day Anthony Sm- Smith lost to Josh Neer at welterweight or middleweight or some shit oh my goodness the same day in some random organization I think it was t- a Titan or some shit and now he's finishing Gus and now he's finishing in Gus in Sweden in Sweden with a broken hand with a fucking <laughs> broken hand Good fuck God. you uh, so I in my opinion I think they should move forward with Anthony Smith against Dominic Reyes no Whoa. I say Smith Rockhold if Rockhold beats Black. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. They got okay. the grudge match. Okay, that's there, the bro. that's They're the if. That's the big if. That's the big if. We don't know if that's actually gonna happen. Yeah, I mean Rockhold could lay a fucking egg or something. I think honestly, I know Reyes won his last fight, probably wants to fight up. I don't think there's really anyone available for Dominic him to fight Reyes up against Corey Anderson, you're welcome. Yeah, Corey Anderson wants that fight. He keeps yeah. calling for it, but I don't think Reyes wants to fight back. It's probably like a political thing at this point, right? So, why not? Why not? Uh, but Rackage? who else is he going to fight? Four, number four is gone. Yeah. Like you are number four. Yeah. Um, one is not even in the division anymore. No. Nope. Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Anthony Smith is. I guess that would be your only other option, unless Smith is fighting Rocco, which he should fight Rocco. Who is Santos is probably going to be coming off a loss. Well, to Jones. Johnny Walker and Rakic are on the rise. Oh yeah. So I wonder who you got to line up those guys as well. Maybe. Give Rakic or Walker fucking Uzdemir. I was going to say that, yeah. Right? Uzdemir. Uh, and then throw Reyes in there somewhere. Or you think they're going to rebook Latifi and Uzdemir? Uh, they could do that. I wouldn't be mad at that. They probably will. Did you... Glover win his last fight? Yeah, I like right? I feel like he did. He did. He won. Oh, yeah. He, he beat uh, Ian Kutalaba. Kutalaba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So maybe Rakic and Walker against uh, Glover Teixeira. That w- that's a or good, you know like, what? another step up for these guys. You could do... If you want, you yeah you can do rack rackage versus Teixeira. You can even do Walker Teixeira, hmm. but I don't know if they want to do that. 
Huh. Like, that might be a really bad ending for Teixeira. He gets rocked in all his fights now, too. I know. And he's been put out before, and he's old. So, maybe that's... He almost got thing. finished by Kutalaba as well. He came back in that fight, He too. always gets... Carl Robertson yeah. rocked him, yeah. and then he fucking Yo, came that back. one was bad, though. I felt like that could have, like, easily been stopped, and nobody would have a complaint about yeah. it. Yeah. The Roberson one was really bad. It's funny because I tuned in to watch that fight when he, Glover when was, he was on winning? top, and, oh. I, and I had bet on Glover, and oh. so I messaged like, yes. you. Yes, <laughs> I messaged you all confident, like, "Yeah, what's up, Glover, baby?" And then yeah. you're like, uh, "He had a tough first round." Then I rewatch it. I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> if I was watching this live, I would be, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Tony oh had god. Tony has this weird thing with like roller coasters. Everything that he does oh, involves a roller god. coaster of emotions. So that would have been completely fitting for him it's to like, watch. It's like a net effect of nothing, but <laughs> yeah. it's just all this up. Yeah, on the way there. Okay. Yeah. All right, I guess. Was it worth yeah. it? I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we have our future planned out for the light heavyweight division in terms of what we like to see of it. What about the title? We, we haven't even talked about the title. We've talked about all these other guys. We got Santos and Jones. But we got Jones Santos coming and Jones coming up. So, I mean, does Santos win? No, yes or no? No. Barring, okay. okay, here's the thing. He at least has that one shot KO ability. Yep. So he has a better chance than I'd say a Smith who kind of doesn't and you know might have to wear you down a bit. Santos can blast Jones with something heavy, like a fucking spinning body kick or something yeah. that could that could hurt him. But outside of that, you what's, gotta believe what's Jones the, gonna win. I, you know I'm a degenerate gambler, obviously. Um, what's the number that you need to bet on Tiago Santos? A little bit, just ten dollars. He's ten dollars. Man. Plus, all right, I'll just go with this number because the first one that came to my head. I'd, I'd say plus 350, Oh, wow, really? Plus Interesting. 400? For me, it would be closer to like plus 600. Oh, okay. Plus I, five, I would plus say plus 400. 600. Well, because it's plus 400, I would also bet on him winning by finish. There's no oh, way yeah. he's winning yeah, the oh, decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you get better so odds in the on dis- that. So yeah. the distance would be like plus 800, plus There you go. I'd probably definitely like that. do that. Then it's like worth it. Okay, I'll put yeah, a little bit on Yeah, here's 10 bucks. Yeah, you know I mean, we we but know he has the wacky style and like the power behind it too. The problem is he's smaller, he's shorter, yeah. so Jones is going to be able to use his reach. He's got the grappling disadvantage by a long shot. Oh, for like sure. Like if Jones gets him down, it's it's over. It's going to be it's really over. fucking bad. I think if John Jones does not even go for a takedown within the first two minutes of that fight, I think it's going to be a bad fight for yeah, him. Yeah, that's crazy. Or he might just that means that Tiago Santos is probably having fun, on, not fun on the feet, but having success on the feet or blocking takedowns and stuff. I don't know. I um, Jones is probably going to shut him down. He's going to fucking break sure. him. Yeah. He's Who would Jones him. fight after that is what I'm trying to get to. Because we know that Tiago Santos is more so just a speed bump that it John would, Jones is going to Honestly, the only new fight at that point would be if Rockhold beat Blakovich. Like, Rockhold nah. might just get a title shot immediately off that uh, win. Because, I hope well, they don't do who that. else do you got? You got Cormier one, um, who Jones has already beat twice. Even though, yeah, one of them has been overturned. But he beat him twice. Uh, Santos, he beat. He beat number three, Smith. He beat number four, Gus. We're tired. You're going to give Reyes a title yeah. shot over no. Rockhold if he gets a win? No, I'd, I'd probably give it to Rockhold. There's literally no one else. They uh, need something big Jones to happen. Jones got to move up. They, gotta, they, they need something big to happen uh, within the first couple months after uh, John Jones defends his title. Because, yeah, you're right. There is no clear-cut number one contender, especially with Anthony Smith. You know, I guess he's not really spoiling the party. Even if Alexander Gustafson won that fight, I don't know if people are really clamoring to see him fight fucking John Jones again, right? He got absolutely dominated in that second fight. Do we uh, he, need to he see would, it? <laughs> he, would, he would be in like that Joseph Benavides type limbo. 
yeah. just hanging at the top where you've got two losses to the champ. Just fight to fight. E- but you can easily beat everybody else. So it's yeah. like, what do we do with you, dude? Yeah. All right. Well, let's fucking... I think that's pretty much a bow on the yeah. light heavyweight division. We kind of talked our asses off about that. Um, you know, it was the glamour division once, once upon a time, no longer. But we got some big fights coming up for it, so we'll see how it shakes out. Um, let's move right the fuck along to our most impressive of the last bye week. So the last two weeks, we only had one UFC event, yeah. which was UFC Stockholm. I'll let you kick this one off. Well, I guess uh, I'll give a shout-out to Rackage because that knockout oh, was wow. retarded. But I'm going to go with Smith overall. Oh, okay. Just okay. The broken hand, yeah. the fact that he beat Gus where in a fight where I thought he was probably going to lose. It was a quick turnaround off the Jones fight. Um, it was in Sweden. Yep. Gus is like, you know, the num- by far number two. And then he finished him. And then he finished him impressively after yep. already being probably on track to win a decision anyway and he dominated him in the fourth like the way he put him away there was just like okay there's like, no doubt about he it. pretty much broke him almost it's not even like quit. a like a decision like it's it's final yeah smashed him slowly yeah. pe- like systematically took his back very very slowly flattened him out elbowed him and then pretty much made him quit and choked him out i'd say that's super impressive huh for me it's got to be Rackage, man. Rackage. Like, I, you know how high I've been on this guy. I've even been telling you about him even before the, uh, what was his last fight? The Devin Clark flight. 100%. You like were before, telling I was like, I was on this guy's dick. Like, my man Newsom told me about him. And, you know, he had a moderate performance against Francis Marbojos in his first UFC fight. After that, he comes in and fucking murks Justin Ledet. Then murks uh, fucking Devin Clark. Yep. And now comes in here and just absolutely smashes Jimmy Manoa. I mean, it's this is what the light heavyweight division really needs. A guy that comes in there and is able to put on, one, uh, a highlight reel knockout like he just had over Jimmy Manoa. Uh, two, uh, a guy that's able to put that Cain Velasquez style. Like, yeah, you haven't really primary Unless thing, you've right? seen the, the Justin Ledet fight. He's a fight, grinder. He's generally a grinder. He's type. a grinder that throws with power. So we knew that, like, he, he had the ability to That's very similar to Cain. To that's, a exactly. Cain. that's a Cain style. Like, but, but he has that, like, I... I I urge anybody watching this, if you have not seen the Justin Ledette and Alexander Rakic fight, go watch that fight. Like, that is Cain Velasquez. That is a Cain Velasquez type performance in his prime. Like, it's ridiculous. The pace, the, the I'm going to take you down, and even if you get back up, it's totally fine because I'm going to take you back down again. And it's going to cost you more fucking energy to keep getting back up. So it's all good. I have the cardio to do this for 15 minutes. Do you. <laughs> and he can put you out. Like, and he can put in you out. In a minute. Out. So... Guys like him, guys like Johnny Walker are the guys that we need in the light heavyweight yeah. division to get it back okay. to that, like, you know, glamour division like I was talking They're it exciting. used to be, yep. right? So, good one for Anthony Smith. You know, again, very impressive with the broken hand as well. But for Alexander Rakic, this is exactly what the fuck he needed. He needed to go out there, take out Jimmy Manuel quick and put on a statement. And I feel like that's what he did. So, for yeah. me, it was the most impressive performance. I don't know who's going to get the bigger fight after this. You know, Anthony Smith is obviously a little bit more deserving due to the name value of the guy that he beat. Um, but in, in performance-wise and devastation-wise and, and fan appeal-wise, it's hard not to like that Rackage KO, man. Like, uh, I, I won't lie. The th- about, like, for a solid two to three minutes after that knockout, I was worried to shit about Jimmy Manuel. Because his head snapped off the fucking canvas. I wasn't like, I was like, oh, yeah. no. I was kind of yeah, like, like, I hope Right away, okay. as soon as you saw the knockout, you're like, oh, yeah. that was bad. Because you saw that head bounce, and it was bad. And he was out. And it was the sound. It was a baseball bat to the face. I'm going to, so this past episode of the Lawcast I recorded on Tuesday with Rob, I showed him the Stevie Ray and Leonardo Santos knockout. 
because oh. that was pretty cool. Like the, just the way he, he the yeah, Leonardo just hung out for yeah, a little too long. That was a beautiful finish. But the next episode that we do for the podcast, I'm going to show him the Jimmy Uno and Alexander Rakic one because that was fucking ridiculous. Oh. Um, yeah, so big performance again from Anthony Smith and Alexander Rakic. Yep. It was a big weekend for the light heavyweight division, which is why we had a whole fucking segment dedicated to it. Uh, but we got a big fucking weekend coming up this weekend for UFC 238. I titled it, when I said to Tony, I titled it Bantamweight Brawl because fuck it. That's how they could. Remember back in the day when they used to name UFC pay per views by their name, like UFC <coughs> 77 fucking Revenge or whatever the fuck it's called, right? Declaration or some shit. This should like be that. named Bantamweight Brawl. <laughs> Why yeah. not? Just yeah. fucking run with it. Bantamweight Brawl 2019. Fucking UFC 238. You, you're headlining with. Uh, okay, I kind of had an issue with this when it was originally booked. Yeah, remember a I suggested bit. it, you're like, yeah, no, fuck no, you. and I'm like, oh, fuck I you. think they're going to do it. No, and they, and they it. fucking did it. And Here we are, it. fucking four episodes later, and, and they, they did, did it. it. Um, but yeah, they got Henry Suhudo going up in weight to fight Marlon Moraes to uh, pretty much capture the title that TJ Dillashaw had to uh, relinquish, or he gave up uh, so that the division can carry on without him. <laughs> It was true. <laughs> like, purely marketing. Whoever the fuck his manager is, oh. getting on top of that shit. Oh. I am relinquishing PR my move. belt so I can deal with this USADA violation that I have fucking found myself in. But his statement, even when he did it, was like, oh, we have to get to the bottom of it, but I don't want to tie up the division in the meantime. And then after, fuck he's like, you. oh, yo, my bad. So I totally took it. Uh. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? You knew you did yeah. it. So what do you mean get to the you, bottom you of have to, how it showed okay. up? Say what you want about <laughs> Say what? what you want about TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. You have to give him a little bit of leeway for the strict reason that he just said, all right, I did it. I fucked up. My bad. Not a lot of people are able to do that, right? We always get the, it was a dick pill. It was Man, fucking he contaminated. Only, he only did it when it was like undeniable. Of though. course. <laughs> but like, there are still guys that will ride to the death saying, I never took EPO. I never took this. I never took that. But good I for guess. him. Good for him for just fucking manning up and doing it. He's going to take two years off. Who knows what the fuck he's doing. The last picture I saw of him, he's growing some perv stash. I'm not sure if you saw that picture. It looked yeah. really fucking creepy. No, I don't know <laughs> But uh, he's got two years I to fucking that. find I himself. I definitely saw that, and I don't know why. So I yeah. I'm interested to see how he comes back and how he looks. But this is 2019. Fucking TJ Dillashaw is not going to be fighting until 2021. Just take that into January consideration. January 2021. That's fucked. But here we are. We still have a very thriving bantamweight division. So even with TJ Dillashaw on the shelf... It's a fucking, it's really fun. And UFC 238 is a perfect example. So, again, topping the card, you got Henry Cejudo against Marlon Moraes. Uh, you got, for some fucking reason, uh, Aljamain Sterling and Pedro Munoz on the prelims. And not even the main event. Not, it's, it's a second from the main event. The co-main of the prelims. They're, okay, anyway, moving right on. Then we're on the, on the main card. We have Jimmy Rivera, who just lost to Aljamain Sterling. Going up against Peter Yan, who you know is rightfully getting a push because he is that's very impressive. Yeah, yeah, and sorry, that's on the main card. That's the main. That's the main card. But, but Sterling beat Rivera. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Put those two together. Like the it, it, the <laughs> only way it's more acceptable for Sterling to be on the prelims is if they're the main event at least, because the yeah. main event the prelims is actually generally a bigger fight than like the first one or two fights on the main. Card. On the main card, yeah. So it kind of makes sense, but not even that. Not even that. Not what even the that. hell's going on with that? That's number three and four fighting for the next title shot. Yeah. What? Realistically, shouldn't that be the co-main? The winner of that should be getting a title shot. Yeah. I think they're kind of hoping that Peter Yan is going to go out there and have some sort of magnificent performance against Jimmy Rivera. But but if Sterling wins, you can't give it to Yan over Sterling because then Sterling would have beaten Rivera, yeah. then gotten another win. 
Like, there's no way. If Munoz wins, then maybe he can, yeah. he can leapfrog. Uh, so let's let's focus on each matchup yeah, for itself. So let's go let's go with the the, yeah. the main event first. Let's do Suhudo versus Morais. First off, yeah, who do you think wins? I've like here's the thing. I want to say Morais because he's so beastly, but every time I think Suhudo's gonna lose, he he he, he finds win, a way to he win. wins. Like. Yeah. And the, even though, like, I thought for sure TJ would get him, and he just ran through TJ. So I don't know. Like, Suhudo's the type of guy who gets so much better in between fights because yeah. he's such a smart fighter and picks shit up in between that you don't know what fucking version of him is going to show up. So I wouldn't be surprised, though, to see him beat Marais. But the way Marais has looked, like, you've got to say that three straight he's, he's probably going to win. Over guys like Rafael Asuncao, uh, who the fuck, Aljamain Sterling, and there's one more finish that I can Jimmy remember. Rivera. And Jimmy Rivera, that yeah. Not, How kick. fucking ridiculous is that? To finish those three That's guys. That's number like, seven, what? number three, and number two. Yeah, and, he's, he's and I think demolished. he finished all of them too. Yep, finished all of them. Yep. And now he's in the title. So rightfully so, he's in the title picture. I, I'm picking him to win too. I actually bet on him as well. Um, I think that he has, like you said, he is improving every fight just as Suhudo is. But I think that he has, he's more crisp. Uh, in terms of striking. Yeah, striking, he definitely has the idea. And I think I he has say. more power when it comes to striking. I think he has really good uh, MMA takedown defense as well. And I think Suhudo might get him down, but I don't think that he's going to be able to keep him there. Suhudo's MMA wrestling doesn't seem to be up to what his uh, like actual Olympic wrestling would yeah, tell yeah, 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 you. Know exactly. what I mean? Like yeah. when you see him wrestle in MMA, you're like, well, people do get up and sometimes he's not that successful so like, but you would think based on his credentials that yeah. he's just going to be tossing dudes around but it's not really the case nope. and he is a smaller guy here because uh, you see that a little It'll bit more from, you see it from uh, fucking Daniel Cormier like his wrestling really <clears throat> translates to MMA and you see kind of that that next level that he is compared to the other guys right yeah Cormier adjusted it super well insane probably the best and especially like how how much later he started MMA he was like 30 he was like 30 something or late started? 20s maybe 30 like he was up there. I swear his first fight, he was like 30 or 31 years old. Wouldn't even old. be surprised. It's ridiculous. Um, so, I, I do like Marlon Moraes to win this fight. And, you know, you guys probably I didn't agree. hear it last episode, but this is something that I always harp on in every episode is the order of things. I really think that if Marlon Moraes wins, he kind of restores the order of things and we get Henry Sudohoto going back down to flyweight, hopefully defending his title there because realistically, that's what he should have been doing. The whole time. Like, he should, he wants to save the flyweight division. He wants to keep it around. But what's the point <laughs> if you're not going to defend the title? It will throw a wrench into everything if Suhudo right? wins. It, it does kind of restore the order. Marais is definitely deserving. You could have easily put together, like, Marlon Marais against Pedro Munoz for the title. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you could have. Like, yeah, you could have. Like, you don't want to do the Aljamain Sterling rematch that quickly. Maybe if Aljo gets a good win over Pedro Munoz, people Munoz would, like, would just be the default fight. Yeah. Just because he just ran through two and three already. Like, who else do you give him? Exactly. So, uh, I, I really hope Marlon Marais wins. I, I want to see him fight the winner of uh, the next fight that I want to talk about, which is Aljamain Sterling and Pedro Munoz. Like we said, Pedro Munoz is coming off a big victory over Cody Garbrandt. In a fight that Cody Garbrandt just said, fuck it. Should have won. He was know. clearly, like, the faster, cleaner striker. He was having and success. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It that makes no sense as to why stupid. he said fuck it. I I remember the point in that fight where it turned too because it was like an inadvertent headbutt that he was pissed about and then he just said fuck it and started swinging for the yeah. fences. And then Pedro Moises was like, all right, cool. You know and I got power he, and I know he, you just got knocked out twice recently. Yeah, so. and Garbrandt actually looked good before that. His footwork yeah. was great. He was clearly the better striker. Like you thought, okay, he's going to handle him. 
what, what kind of fight do you think we see here with Aljamain Sterling and Pedro Munoz? Like, I think it's going to be um, pretty similar to the Rivera fight where Sterling shuts him down. Because you Munoz, think he initiates the I'm grappling? I'm not sold on Munoz. I'm not sold on Munoz. He's got very good grappling and can sub guys quick. He was losing the stand-up to Rob Font. Yep. He was losing the stand-up to Cody. Like, these wins. Who, who did he beat before that? Before Cody? Man, I can't remember off the top. Uh, I'm going to say Brian Caraway. He finished Brian Caraway. Okay, Carraway as not well. that impressive of yeah. a win anymore. Yeah. Uh, he lost to Dodson, mm-hmm. who was kind of on the downturn. I think that was like only Do- that was one of that Dodson's was like four only or five wins fights ago. Yeah, yeah. Recently, yeah. so to me, I'm not sold on him. He gets hit very easily, but he's super tough, and, and he you just know, walks he forward. Out. Like Walk- yeah. that's that's the scary that's thing like, about him. Like he doesn't throw with the most technique. But the fact that he's always in your he face and walking it. forward, he's he's cool with it. He just eats it and will throw back at yeah. you. He dares it, you to take him down. And then he will probably guillotine you. Here's yeah. the thing. Sterling is not going to ever engage with any sort of like standstill and throw with him. No. Sterling's probably going to stay on the outside, stifle him Kick. with kicks yep. constantly. And if they do grapple, I don't think Munoz is going to get a, a submission on Sterling. Huh. So I, I agree. I think that Aljamain Sterling's grappling is definitely up there. And I think his grappling be, might be better. Yeah. I think he's going to be able to stay out of any type of submissions that Pedro throws at him. And I do agree with the fact that he will be able to keep this fight at range. You know, he's he's good with his movement. Yep. He's good with managing his distance. You know, his hands aren't the best, but his kicks are what it really yep. keeps him in the fights. Jimmy I don't Rivera see, was the better stand-up See, the, 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 strat- the strategy that he had against Jimmy Rivera in yep. that first round where he just pretty much went for, kept going for takedowns, kept going for grappling, holding him up against the cage. Kicking him constantly, yeah. disrupting his But like every time they were getting into a grappling exchange, like you could see that Aljamain Sterling was just a better grappler, maybe even the stronger guy in there too. Um, so I was, I don't think that we're going to see that from Pedro, or from Aljo in this Pedro Munoz fight much. I don't think we're going to see him try to stifle Jimmy, or Pedro in that first round like he did Jimmy Rivera. And then the second and third round, he kind of more so pieced him up with his kicks. I think that's what we're going to see for three full rounds. I agree. Do you think that we Staying see on the finish, outside, though? Hitting, hitting kicks? He'll probably go I to decision, I don't think right? so. I think because Munoz is tough. Aljo's not a crazy good finisher unless it's by submissions. Yeah. And I don't see Munoz getting submitted, so I would have to say that Aljo's probably going to win an easy 30-27 decision unless he gets clipped by something. How do you see... Okay, I, you got uh, Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. I got Aljamain Sterling. Say he wins. He kind of puts himself right in there for the title shot, right? There's no one else. How are you at able the top? to? How are you able to market that fight without showing that brutal knockout and then trying to claim that this guy's going to be a, you know, yeah. a, a tough competitor for a newly crowned uh, 135 champion? Well, yeah, right? that that would be an issue, but I guess then Sterling would just be rooting for Cejudo to win. <laughs> yeah, because then he'd easily be able to get that as the next fight. I guess, but again, I just don't want to see fucking Cejudo win that title. You know, no. bantamweight, it's kind of, like, not that great in the top five, six. Well, you got you got Corey Sanhagen, who's fucking on the scene now, too, right? He oh, has yeah, a Peter big fight Jan against Rafael Sanso. Peter Young. Peter John, John Lineker is always going to be fucking hanging around up there. Yeah. Cody Stamen is okay. Alejandro Perez is making a little bit of a, a renaissance. I mean, he's put together a couple of solid wins. Uh, he has a big fight coming Dodson's up. Dodson's falling off. Almeida's falling off. Font yeah. could maybe come back up. but Yeah, I, he's I rebatching Lineker now. He, it kind of feels like he might have hit a ceiling, but hopefully not. So, like, potential contenders, Peter Jan, Corey Sanhagen. Cruz, you got to take out, man. Cruz, yeah, you got to take out. Take him out the rankings. Um, Man, I... Garbrandt coming up I think, like, three, there three are names, losses. man. Like, if you fucking... 
Like, yeah, see, it has a, they're, they're all good names, yeah. but none of them have good resumes recently to really, But do like, you think, but do you think they have, like, do they have, does Marlon Marais have that John Jones effect? Where it's like, John Jones, and then two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think you know he's I mean? not I don't think quite on that level, because yeah. he did have a close, like, he, he should have won the first Asuncao fight, but yeah. there were two moments where Asuncao kind of wobbled or hurt Marais, and, and that that's what swayed those two rounds in mm-hmm. his favor. But overall, outside of those two moments, it was pretty much Marais winning the whole fight. Mm-hmm. But Jones, you haven't even seen in trouble outside of the Vitor armbar, really. And I don't think Marlon Marais has that lengthy of a UFC resume no. to kind of like, you know, say but that when, I am the shit right now. When you see him fight, it's he's pretty ridiculous, though. Like overall, he's it's, really it's unbelievable how he's tearing through everybody. And he's finishing everybody. And the only guy who even beat him, he probably should have won that fight. And then he finished him in the second go. Like, my God, this guy's a monster. All right, then we have one more matchup uh, in this bantamweight brawl. Rivera. Uh, Jimmy Rivera against Peter Yan. That's a fucking fight. Like, That's a fun fight. Say what you want about the card placement of this fight. It's still yeah. a fucking fight. You know what I mean? Rivera's got to show up. He, Rivera's he got to show the fuck up. He has to make up for that yep. terrible Sterling performance. Yep. So I hope he's, it's, it's he's in, made adjustments and he comes out wanting to win. I find it very intriguing that they actually matched up Peter Yan against a guy that's coming off a loss. But, you know, you kind of have to say, all right, whatever, just At because this point they do it's Jimmy Rivera, often. number seven. Like, he's up there still. At this point, they do that more often when, let's say, they can't get Yan a better fight because no one else will want to take him. Dude, could you then, imagine then what Corey you have Sandhagen to do? against Peter Yan? Fuck you. Yeah. But good for Corey Sandhagen because he got a really high-ranked guy in Rafael Asunso. So, I don't, I'm not mad at him for, Oh, you they know. match. Oh, yeah, they did match him up yeah, with Asunso. Asunso always, like, he's, he's always number two, but they're always throwing him, like, number eight or yeah. nine or something. Yeah. Is this guy worth it? All right. They're trying to <laughs> That's get. That's pretty much it. They want him out, out of there, but he's just going to keep hanging around, pretty much beating these guys. Although, I think Sandhagen has a good chance to win that fight. I'm liking the mindset of uh, Cody Garbrandt after his knockout loss. Yeah, he's owning it. He's, he's owning up to it and kind of poking say, fun at it. Yeah, himself. he's calling himself an idiot, saying yeah. that he fought like a dumbass and all that. I'm like, okay, well, please to God, don't do that again. Then yeah. please, like, it's nice that you say it, but in the moment, yep, are you gonna fold again and go right back to that? Like, you gotta be able to control Keep your yourself shit together because yeah. you are like top two in the world if you're able Skill to wise, your, he might be number one the speed agility takedown defense is there footwork he is probably the, if he the fought, best bantamweight but with the stupidest brain if you <laughs> if if the cody garbrandt who fought dominic cruz showed up oh, in, in any of in any, in any of his three losses oh, he probably would have won all uh, three fights you fuck. could argue he probably would have should have beat TJ twice if he just fought with his skills yep. and not standing there throwing the same yep. same damn punch three times in a row, and then you could easily easily he should have won the Munoz fight. I don't think that's up for debate. No, Skill wise, you should have won that fight. Yep. So he he could be right now he could have beat Cruz and probably had two or three title defenses if he was just fighting up to his ability and not fighting stupid. The fight IQ is poor, but his ability is unbelievable. Like his boxing is crazy. His yeah. speed, movement—it's—it's it's, it's like what even the fuck? his distance management is really good. How many hooks he gets? He off starts throwing like off those hooks. Yeah. Yeah, but it's and cool. he spams the fuck out of the same exact hook. No, like, here's the thing: when he what he did with Cruz is he would kind of get in and just throw like two, three really quick ones and then kind of get out. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's when he's using it properly. But when he stands there too yeah. long and stands keeps doing his, it, it's like yeah, yeah. okay, okay, dude, just go in, use your footwork, boom, 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 out. The Cruz couldn't. He couldn't match him. The one thing I remember about the first T.J. Dillashaw fight uh, with uh, Cody Garbrandt was the difference that uh, T.J. Dillashaw made 
from the first round to the second round. Because if you remember at the end of the first round, oh, the adjustment Cody made? Garbrandt knocked him down, right? He yeah, almost finished yeah. him there. Second round, it was the same like sequence that happened, but I forgot exactly what TJ Dillashaw changed, but he was just out of the range of that shot that yeah. that dropped him, and he was able to catch Cody it Garbrandt. It seemed like what happened was um, TJ I wish I got a little exactly cocky and fun. got dropped, but and then in the second, he kind of fought to the way they were supposed to because yeah. they knew Cody's tendencies, and then they got him. Yeah. Um, out of out of the top ten that you see right here, uh, who is the most intriguing to you uh, to be the toughest test for Marlon Moraes? Maybe not right now, but you think it maybe in a couple fights. Maybe right I, now. I, I, I like, want to see how Peter Yan does because he did get rocked in his last fight. I think against Alcantara. Was it Alcantara? You no. Who who did he just beat? Uh, John Dodson. Dodson. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He got clipped and rocked, but then again, Dodson is super quick and has that power. And even when he's old, he can still. He can still hurt he got, anybody. He got wobbled. He didn't really get dropped. Yeah, but he got a. But he was also young <laughs> and wild. Like yeah. that could happen to anybody. So I'll kind of forgive him. If he keeps blowing through people and stays undefeated, though, like we don't know it's how good he can get. Problem, we don't know dude. how good he is. We don't know how good he can get. Like he could. Even I think be. his only loss in MMA, he ended up uh, getting a revenge over that guy. Or okay, he's he not got, undefeated. He got, I thought he was undefeated. No, he has. One, I believe he only has one loss. But he's young to Magomed fun. Magomedov. <laughs> See, I don't. Yeah. When you're when you're that young, yeah. like if you if you if your loss happened, you're like 21, 22. Yeah. It's like who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, still growing. Three, you're four learning. Four years later, like you're. Way it's almost better, better it's if a fight. guy gets a loss yeah. on the come up, just so they can kind Understand of make those. Understand how it feels. Yeah, exactly. And then cope with it back then. Aldo got choked out and won like twenty fights in a row. Fucking nuts! That was insane. Uh, I love the fucking bantamweight division. Like we kind of dissected it a little bit in terms of like there might not be a guy that's super deserving of it right like, now, especially like if right I'm serving wins. Yeah. But there is definitely a lot of talent there. Uh, you know, anything can happen on these nights too. And Henry Suhudo might just come and fuck everything up. So who knows what's going to happen this weekend at yeah, UFC 238. But a lot of fun fights, a lot of shit going down. I love it. I fucking love it. Especially when like you see these guys come up as well, like Corey Sandhagen. Peter Yan from the first fight too, but he kind of came in as an ACB champion. John Lineker as well. He's always Yan been that hype. Yan had hype for sure, but Corey Sandhagen, like he, he had a little bit of hype, but like as you saw his UFC performances, it just got better and better yep. and better. So it's it's great seeing the 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 rise of some of these guys. But I hope we get a clearer picture after fucking two thirty eight finishes and we don't get a draw or some illegal bullshit happen in the no, main no, event. We have no, to get a rematch no, no. between these. It's fucks. been a while since we had some stupid yeah. fight end like that, so I'm. Yeah. Don't don't even say it. <laughs> all right. I'm not gonna I'm, I hope yeah. I don't jinx it. Fuck. Yeah. Um all right, let's move the fuck along to our double jab segment. So I'm gonna bring in my man Big Rob. We have four topics for you. As usual as usual, we have five. Uh unfortunately we got four today again. Slow news week. But we're gonna spend two minutes on our first one, uh, just because there's a lot to talk about with this specific topic. So Big Rob, why don't you just lead us the fuck off? <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> so the first one here. It's going to be, uh, it was a weekend full of retirements in the MMA world. Gus, Manua, King Mo, and Hine hung up their gloves. So what kind of impact do you think they left on the sport? And what is your most memorable moments of them? Okay, so first on that list was Gus. Gus... Poor guy. He just came around <laughs> at the time when he had the two pound-for-pound pound kings, pretty much, and, and both of them were in his division. Like, yep. it was just so unfortunate. He was so close. Split, very close fight with Jones the first time. Split decision loss to Cormier. Yeah. If that went his way, he could have easily been the champ, had that on his resume and gone down. Well, he's still going to go down as one of the greatest ever. Regardless, but yeah. The thing is, bad loss to John Jones. 
Um, he seems to have receded a bit or, like, kind of hit his peak. Um, 165 was probably yeah, his peak, right? Yeah, you're older. Um, you wanted to see if you still had it. You lost to a guy um, who's not John Jones, essentially, and a guy coming up yeah. from middleweight. Maybe it's, like, like it's going to be a really hard climb back to the top. So if he's kind of over it, then it's, to me, it's if like... If you're mentally not in it, fuck it. It's a good time to retire. Uh, Manuel, 100%. Good time to retire. 39 years old. Three or four losses in a row. You've been deaded like four or five times in the UFC. There's no reason to keep doing this. Yeah. Not at all. You're not even close to a title shot. No. And you're too old. You're like, 39. Yeah. And you keep, yeah. Not, nothing more to say about that. <laughs> that it's, I'm still, I'm actually picturing the KO uh, right now. It's like, oh, oh my God. God. Vicious shit. Um, Nick Hine, once, he's like, uh, he's another guy. He's like a 35-year-old. You're kind of in the middle of the pack. You just got beat by a guy not ranked. Um, if you have other stuff going debuting on. Debuting lightweighter, like from coming down from what Yeah, and so if you, if, you've, if, you know, if, if you don't really need to be fighting, you're not getting, you don't have title aspirations, that's kind of not an, an unexpected one either. Yeah. Um, and what was the last one? King Mo. King Mo. King Mo, I was, I'm kind of a little disappointed that he never made it to the UFC. Because he was, he's really good, man. Like, and for, he started to get put out later in his career, like Crow Cop, then Bader, and then again, who, who else? Someone else just put him out, right? Uh, I think it was in Risen. I can't remember the guy who did it, though. Yeah, and the guy who put him out was a guy he had already beaten before. So, yeah, he was just one of those guys where I really would have liked to see him in the UFC and get a run when he was younger because he was, he was really good. Uh, I'll start with uh, King Mo as well. Uh, I remember in the Strike Force uh, in the Strike Force days, a lot of people had a lot of hype on him too, right? Like he beat, uh, I want to say, Fei Zhao for the title. Yep. Uh, and then no, he, no, no, he lost to Fei Zhao. He lost for the to Fei Zhao. That was his first title defense. Who he did beat, he beat? He beat Gegard. But a oh, lot. Yeah. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I something. thought it was all the way around. I thought he lost to Gegard, and then uh, no, he beat, beat he, he dethroned Gegard. But a lot yeah. of people kind of thought that Gegard might have won the fight just from his back because it was all just takedowns. But Gegard might have been was doing, doing more, more damage. Yeah. I, I I was a big fan of King Mo, especially even before he came to Strikeforce when he was in Dream and. Sengoku and all that shit. He had those crazy walkouts. I don't know if you remember yep, those. Yep, I remember. Where he just came out with the crown, That's the robe, and bitches him. and shit. That's how you heard about it. Who's yeah. this King Mole guy? Like, yeah. yeah, he's drawing attention. And then, I, and then I found out that he trains that AKA as well. I was like, oh, okay, so he's training with these fucking killers. So he's not some, like, just novelty act in a sense, right? So he came over. He showed that he actually had legitimate talent. Got a title in Strike Force, which was a very good accomplishment for him. Went over to Bellator. Whatever the fuck happened there, happened there. He had some decent fights. He had the Rampage fight. He had the whatever other fucking runs that he's making. Injuries seem to plague him, too. It's yeah, that was an unfortunate career. thing, too. Yeah. I think he had a, a, a battle with staph infection as well at one yeah. point. Yeah, that almost I killed remember him. that yeah. one. Um, so, you know, I was a big fan of him. He had a great persona. He was very likable. It was, even when he had that fucking, uh, that beef with Rampage as well, even though we're, they weren't in the same company yet. Uh, and then, you know, Rampage eventually went over and they had that fight. That was a fucking, that was a fun moment for King Mo as well. With Gustafson, you know, I was live at UFC 165, so that was a great experience. I took my old roommate, Sean, uh, to go to his first ever UFC event, and he fucking loved it, man. He oh, thought okay. it was fucking amazing. Yeah, that I'm fight, like, if you, you could make, this is Gust? your first live event, you see Jones versus Gustafson, so I'll be forever grateful of that fight. I will always get goosebumps when I watch that fight. Uh, and even the Swedish crowd that was present at that time. Uh, in the arena, I, I felt like they were really, really, you know, louder than any of the John Jones fans. So that was fucking fun. But uh, yeah, unfortunate that these guys called it retirement, but fortunate for most people. Uh, let's move the right the fuck along, man. Let's get to number two. All right, guys. So the second one here is uh, speaking of retirements, um, Uriah and uh, sorry, Uriah Fab. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. Uriah Fabor uh, has decided to make a return to the UFC. So, what are your thoughts on his comeback and how he matches up against uh, Ricky Simone? Uh, this one was kind of a surprise for me with Uriah Hall, uh, Uriah Hall, Uriah Faber coming back. You know, this is a guy that a lot of people are saying that was very well off outside of the MMA community. He didn't need fighting. You know what I mean? He had a lot of other business things that he was working on. He has Team Alpha Male, which is his gym. So I'm sure he's making a good, good amount of money off of that. Uh, he's always had like good sponsorships. Um, I'm sure he's invested in other shit too. I'm not 100% sure exactly what it is. But, you know, he just had a baby too. So maybe... You know, baby bills going up. Oh, How much no. more significant? Dad favor? Dad favor? Like, is he going to come back and make a fucking Donald Cerrone type run? I don't think so. I don't. I think this fight against Ricky Simone is kind of a lose-lose situation for Uriah Faber. Nobody knows who the fuck Ricky Simone is, but he is a beast. He's really fucking good. 15 and 1? Yeah. And if Faber can't, you know, Im- implement that game plan that has gotten him all these wins, uh, which is going to be very difficult against a very grinding and strong Ricky Simone, especially a younger guy too, who's probably hungrier as well. If I'm not going to be, if I'm going to be completely honest, because Faber's been at the top however many times, failed a bunch of times. Ricky Simone's never tasted that. I think he's going to be hungrier, stronger, younger, faster, and it's going to be an unfortunate comeback for Uriah Faber. Yeah, hit it, Tony. I totally agree with that. Uh, Faber's also the type of guy he never really evolved. Like every fight, he's kind of the same. Yeah. Um, he he doesn't really make good adjustments. Like he's got to just he's gonna do the same thing. He's gonna try and pressure you, land a bomb, maybe try and choke you out on the ground if, and use his wrestling and ground and pound. Yeah. But you know it's a young man's game. He's already old and the type of fighter that doesn't evolve. I just don't think this is a good fight to come back to either. Ricky Simone, like man, if they gave him someone, you can't call like this a, Brad, a setup fight. You can't call this a. I think this is like fight. this is the UFC saying, oh okay, well we don't really care to have you back, but if you want to come back, we're pretty much gonna give you a fight in which if. The other, we, we can use you to build up a young up-and-comer. But if you win, okay. Yeah, then maybe it's a good win. Because like Ricky Simone even ranked. But most likely, you're just going to be, you know, a step up for Ricky Simone, like, to, to, to get, to jump into the... Is he even ranked? No. 135, right? No, no he's, he's, he's going to be... He's, he'll, he'll, he'll jump into he'll the... He'll be ranked after with, this one, that's for with, sure. <laughs> with a favor win. So, yeah. yeah, I just don't see it being a good idea at all. Um, not too excited for it. But I guess, whatever. It's, it's a fight in Sacramento. It's California. The California kid... Wants to come back. I guess it yeah, can't That's be too fun. bad. All right, what do we got? All right, guys. So number three, UFC recently cut Elias and received mixed reactions from the MMA community. What are your thoughts on Elias's getting his papers, uh, his walking papers? Okay, so let's start with an Elias story. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm going to say, right? I, I know that we've had an interaction, all three of us, at one point. No. Go for it. Wait, what? Elias? Included? Yeah, I feel like we... He was oh, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so um, I was watching The Ultimate Fighter at, uh, while Elias was on it. And uh, I was at the time watching a fight. And then I started messaging you how I found... Like, I was like, oh, man, Elias is so boring. Like, he has good cardio and great grappling, but he, he's just he's just holding the guy. It's a, he's just kind of um, a grinding against the cage, not doing much. And I'm like, oh, he's so boring. And I'm messaging you this. And you said that you were at your at the gym you worked at, Grant's MMA, and Elias was there working out. Yep. And you told him to go use your phone to change the song track. 
And as he oh, was yeah. changing the song track, I totally forgot. I was that. messaging you this, so it was the notifications were popping up, and it was me calling him boring and just talking shit about him. Oh shit! So, I totally and then you told that. me that I was like, oh that no, I can so never show ago. my face oh, ever, shit. ever in that gym. Oh my god! This so. no, this is somebody else. This is not Tony. Yeah, I was like, oh <laughs> god, Tony. like I don't know what the oh, odds yeah. are of that ever happening, oh, but yeah. that actually happened. So. Um, I'm not too surprised overall with the UFC cutting because his his style is very like try not to get hit safety first. Yeah. Um, he's not going to knock anybody out. He'll use a little bit of grappling, but he didn't really evolve. Um, I didn't think enough to be like UFC like top tier caliber. So he's probably just going to stay in the middle. He, like you know what you get with Elias, but if it's not going to be exciting and he's coming off a loss, I'm not too surprised he got cut. I don't agree with it. Because he still beats some good names, and he is, like, top 15. So, yeah. I like, let him lose at least two or three times before you cut the guy. So, he should definitely get another chance. But not not too... I'm not shocked that the UFC would do that, based off his style. Let's say that. Not shocked. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... I was kind of surprised. I'm not going to be completely... I'm, I'm, like... I, I was a little bit mystified, because... Some, I forgot who brought up this point. You literally co-main evented with this guy just now. That's ridiculous, yeah. You had all this, like, promotion behind him. You know? I mean, like, on social media, they just kept pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, pushing him because he had that kind of attraction. A lot of people knew him from the Twitter sphere and knew him from the Instagram life and all that stuff. So in a climate where we don't have really good Canadian prospects out there like who the fuck do we have out there that you can say that is a, a prospect that canadians can look forward to being a potential champion there's not one that you can even think of one that's even marketable enough to be actually i i gotta i gotta talk about this there's somebody at fucking yeah <laughs> there's somebody at his door <laughs> my, my man big rob has a security camera hooked up for his fucking front door oh, and there's this kid i think they're just trying to like like he's fucking laughing and shit he's a salesman right? he's trying oh, to totally. he's trying to sell cookies yeah. or some shit yeah. and he's just giggling not happening all right, all right. get the fuck yeah. out of here kid <laughs> he gave up he fuck gave out up. of here kid he oh that's so all funny right. yeah all right what let me just wrap fuck? up my fucking thought um <laughs> that's so that was distracting me too i was like what the yeah. fuck is going on uh so yeah it, it did surprise me you know your co-main event with this guys there's nobody else out there for the canadian market to really get behind so you know boring say what you want about that maybe this fight was going to be the one that actually uh gave him the the urgency to change up his style you know what i mean like maybe this is because because he has cardio he has good cardio you gotta give him at least another fight you one, gotta give him one, one more loss, proving fight one loss off of three good wins right? come on man yeah so definitely agree with yeah that. unfortunate for Elias, but but one quick thing about that is yeah. I'm not surprised because they kind of did the same thing to Fitch. He got one loss yeah. cut. Yeah. And then they did the same thing to Gerald Harris. That was oh, another yeah, yeah. interesting one where he got one loss and cut. Yeah. But I don't think that was because of performances because he was getting finishes. But hmm. either way, like I've seen it before, so it wasn't too surprising. But anyways, yeah, yeah, moving on. What do we got? Last one. All right, guys. Number four. GDR and La just got booked to headline UFC Sacramento. What's the worst main event you can remember in regards to... I'm going first anyway. Yeah, I need to get it's a my name value. All right. Um, there was only one that really came to mind for me. And fuck. Um, Alex Caceres against Yair Rodriguez. Oh, man. It headlined That's not their even debut. on my list, but it should be. <laughs> it headlined their, their debut in Utah, I remember, in Salt Lake City. And <laughs> when they announced that fight, I was like, what? No. I know they like Yair Rodriguez, and I can't remember the fight that he just had that he was coming off of. But if you have Alex motherfucking Caceres in your main event, and it's not like a last-minute Joe Soto against TJ Dillashaw pull-in or anything like that, 
it's fucking planned months in ahead. Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres is going to headline against an up-and-coming Mexican prospect that probably nobody really even knows about at that point. Like, I can't... I highly doubt he had a very memorable or you know, name, uh, a name under his belt at that time for Yair Rodriguez. So, no. I, I think can't Caceres remember the was his beat. biggest win yeah. after he got it. Well, why yeah. the fuck are you putting this guy in the main, the event? main event? Like, And then I, another one that he headlined was the BJ Penn fight. So I, I, I kind of understand the BJ Penn and Yair, Yair Rodriguez matchup just because the BJ, That's one the of my BJ Penn mentions. names. Yair okay. Penn main event. Yeah. Main events. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised that, that, uh, you know, when they booked this GDR and lad fight that we're getting, that as the main event. I heard about it being booked. I'm like, okay, good fight. Main event? I don't think so. No, not at all. Probably Maybe not. a co-main. I could see that because at least they are number one and two in the division. Yeah, so it could probably, you know, <coughs> sort out the next contender, but... Yeah. Or title challenger. All right, what do, okay, what do you got, Okay, so I just made a list of like five of them. Pettis Moreno. You got Sergio Pettis oh, versus Brandon shit. Moreno. I don't, I don't see how that Yeesh. could be main eventing anything. Now Moreno gets is already cut. Yeah. So yep. it's like, oh my god, and yep. they weren't top tier at that point nope. either. Um, Yair Penn. Yeah, Yair Penn. Just because like why is <coughs> BJ Penn headlining yep. anything? I don't even care if it's a fight. Night. <laughs> yeah. Um, poor guy. Um, he just lost a fight badly, and now I got a, and he's in two of my picks. Anders Santos. Eric Anders. Uh, that one was that Do one kind of got fucked around though, because that was like. Pulled out. Remember, it was supposed to be. Oh. It was supposed to be Glover against Uzdemir. Oh, no, oh no, no, no! It was supposed to be Glover against Manoa, and then it was supposed to be Manoa against Santos, and then it was Santos against. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. okay. You know what? Then, then yeah. I sh- okay. That fine. one was interesting. We'll cross yeah, yeah. that. But <laughs> Machida Anders, I thought that was a pretty. Okay, that eh. was kind of weak. Yeah. And then uh, I think my number one would have to be Swanson Lobov. Ooh, that one's bad. You got Artem Lobov. Artem Lobov headlining a card. Fuck out of here, bro. Main eventing. Fuck I think here. I think he was coming off a win off like Chris Avila. No, it was no. um yeah Chris Avila, and then he beat uh, Taruto Ishihara, and that yeah. got him a fight with Cub Swanson as a main, main event. event. Five rounds, baby. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. So I'd probably go with Swanson Lobov, and Ooh. not because of Cub though. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs a G. Ugh, I don't know. That's just a that that was okay. I th- I think I would have to rate that as the worst one. Yeah. Than. Caceres and would you would I rather have Caceres in my main event or would I rather have uh see you you Lobov? have it's like a little bouncing so Cub was a top tier Lobov is really low and yeah. then the other two are like in the middle so what do you want you know what I mean yeah. they had one big name at least but then it's balanced by such a bad fighter like this guy's like not even a 500 record <laughs> barely <laughs> yeah he's like I a, think that was his last fight like a or he may have record got, knowing him and you know how much they love Connor they probably kept him around for one more fight after that oh yeah it was just it was I can't all remember Connor. What he it was had. all Connor. All right, but Rob, thanks for fucking narrating as always. <laughs> no problem, Appreciate guys. it. All right, let's uh, kick off our last segment. Uh, we're going to be switching gears a little bit. Uh, we always talk about the UFC. We've only ever talked about Bellator in our double jab segment, but we're going to give them a full fucking segment this time around because they have a stacked card going down next week, and I think it's June 14th uh, at Madison Square Garden. We got Machida versus Sonnen. We got Rory McDonald against uh, Neiman Gracie for the next uh, welterweight Grand Prix fight. Uh, Caldwell versus Horiguchi 2, which is a great yeah. fucking fight. Uh, we got Dantes going up in weight against Juan Archuleta. And then we got Dylan Dennis and Aaron Pico somewhere on the card there as well, too. So uh, just with those names as well, you got like you got a bit of the vintage thing that they always do when they get like older fighters fighting each other and Machida and Sonnen. Then you get like kind of something that's a little bit more significant in terms of rankings, titles and shit with Rory and Neiman. And then you get like a, uh, a fantasy-ish... 
um, video game type of thing where you get in two promotions getting their best guys fighting each other in Caldwell and Horiguchi. I like that, though. Right? Well. Like that whole little cross-fighting. I wish there was more of a pool, though, because, like, Caldwell Horiguchi is really pro it's probably the only, like, legit... Like, who's the best talent that uh, Risen has, right? I don't know. I think it's Kyojin Horiguchi. Yeah, I don't know anybody, really, outside of those names. Tenshin Nasukawa, but that guy's a yeah. kickboxer, right? Yeah, nothing. So I got I, I got Horiguchi as like the main man at Risen. So it's only fitting that you have him come over and fight Caldwell, especially after he got the victory, right? So uh, I I'm, I I feel bad because I don't think that I watched the entire Caldwell Horiguchi fight. I've only seen the finish. I watched it, yeah. And I believe Caldwell was winning the majority of that fight until Horiguchi pulled off that submission. Yeah, not really doing much though. Like he, I, I'd say the stand up Horiguchi might have had a slight edge, but a lot of it was just Caldwell wrestling and holding him mm -hmm. down and Kor Horiguchi having trouble getting him getting away from Caldwell but not too much damage being landed mm -hmm. and then it was just enough to win the well, finish was so anticlimactic it was just like Caldwell went for a takedown and then Horiguchi kind of slowly yeah 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 I remember that part into a guillotine that was and weird. it didn't even look like it was super on and yeah. then he tapped and it's like what? what the fuck yeah how the fuck is like are you telling me your guillotine defense is that bad that was just strange it was so it that was, was Caldwell weird. fighting for that title now, Horiguchi yeah. is going to come and fight for the Bell yeah. Bellator title. <clears throat> if he wins, I think he's contractually obligated to defend his belt at least once a year for Bellator. Interesting. That's what I, that's what I read somewhere. So, could be true, could not be true, but I'm pretty sure he has to at least commit to fighting at least once uh, in Bellator a year. Um, who do you think wins? Do you think we see Caldwell kind of I think you know, fix his mistakes and win that fight? I think Caldwell, by decision, like... Outside of when he got caught with the guillotine, it was, was him controlling. It was con him controlling with the grappling, even though he wasn't doing too much damage. So, if Horiguchi was able to land a couple of shots, he could take some rounds. Mm -hmm. But overall, last time Caldwell lost a fight, it was by guillotine. He was controlling the fight the same way. He didn't that make Joe the same Tommy mistake. Agla, uh, didn't make the same yeah. mistake. Beat him by decision. Shot him down. I think it's the same thing. He was winning this fight before he got guillotine, and he'll probably come in and win a decision. However. Horiguchi is a motherfucker because outside yeah. of that DJ win, a yeah. loss, he has won he's been every dudes. fight he's since been wrecking then dudes. and before that. Yeah. yeah. So I would not be I was kind of sad that he got, you know, he, he was allowed to go to risk. Yeah. I don't sure see him getting another submission, that's for sure, but I could see him catching him, TKOing or yeah. knocking out. He's very crisp on the feet. Sure. He's oh, very, so very good. crisp on so the feet. Um, Another big fight that I want to talk about is Rory McDonald against Naaman Gracie. Uh, I said once this fucking welterweight Grand Prix started, Naaman Gracie is my dark horse, and I think he's going to be Rory McDonald here. I think he's going to surprise I... some people. I think that if Rory can't really get his, his, his game going on the feet, he's going to have a lot of issues if he's going to try to go into the grappling and grinding aspects because Naaman Gracie is a motherfucker as well too with that grappling, man. Look, man, if, if Fitch was able to kind of grab a hold of him and even get Rory down, it yep. seems to me like if Neiman gets in close, if Rory is that lackadaisical and kind of getting away from him, like, he probably just needs one little body lock and it's going to be over. Like, he'll slowly get a hook in, transition, and he'll probably finish you quick. So, I actually think Neiman's going to win as well, just based off how Rory looked in his last fight. I he, hope he gets some good dog like, money, man. I hope he gets some good underdog odds I'm that. just questioning if Rory really wants it that That's bad. another thing, too. That's Neiman another an big axe factor. Neiman is an up-and-comer, young Gracie, yeah. trying to put the name back on the map. This is undefeated. the biggest fight of his career, too. That's it is for the title as well. Let's not forget about that. It's for the title. Yeah. If so. Rory's found God and he's fighting a killer like this, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, that So... 
that's a big X factor. Skill wise, otherwise, like if this was Prime Rory, I would easily go with Rory yes. because of how he shut down Maya. We've just seen such a demise of yeah. Rory's skills. Look at how he shut down Maya. Maya yeah. couldn't get any sub, and Rory yeah. was controlling him largely with the butterfly hooks. Like he couldn't get Maya off him, yeah. but he kept shucking him and tired him out, and then couldn't get taken down the second and third. So you would think he would he should be able to beat him based off skill, but it just the type of Rory we might get. So. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think uh, Neiman Grish He's regressed get a quite a lot, and it's very, like... Yeah. It's El very shitty, because, like, we were so high on Rory. I know. Even though Thompson fight, like, I was like, don't... He was supposed like, to be the next GSP, and he's, yeah. like, 22, 23. Like, oh, shit, he's going to kill it. And then he just keeps getting these random losses, never got there. And now, even in Bellator, after the Musasi loss, and then the Fitch fight the way it was, it was like, oh, my God, what's happening? He was a it's, killer. It, one, one quick thing. Yeah. I uh, gotta shout this out. Rory and Neiman is actually the main event over Son and Machido. Well, th this is the thing though. This is what they've been doing with the tournaments. They kind of say that they are making it like their own event. So after they'll have like oh. they'll have like whatever the main event is of that card, and then they'll say, "All right, we're starting off the welterweight Grand Prix, and we're doing this, and here's the fucking fight." And all of the fights are five rounds, right? So whatever, it's a main event regardless. So they kind of do it as like main event and but it might not last. Event. You're saying. It it will always be last. Okay, yeah, that's good. Like, the, the, if there's like a that. if there's a Grand Prix fight on the card, I'm all absolutely certain that's the last fight on the card. With, with Lima and MVP was the last fight on that card too, I believe, right? Yeah. Who I who I forgot so. what the other fight was on that card. There was the other tournament fight, no? Yeah. No, no, no. Was there another tournament fight? It was. It was oh, a different it was Frere uh, Chandler. Yeah, so I think that was the main event. No, that, was that, the main that, event. that was the main event. That was oh, the main right. event. Huh. Uh, well, I'm just I, surprised, I'm surprised, that, which I'm just surprised that they didn't give Sonnen a main event spot. But I, I like it. I'd rather have Rory Neiman as the main yeah. event. It should be. It's a bigger fight, more relevant. What do we think about the Machida and Sonnen fight? Um, I don't. I don't give a fuck about uh, it. It's kind of like a sure why not because they're both so they're both diminished. There. They're they, both in the same division. They were supposed to fight years ago. Yeah. This matchup was talked about a lot. Why at middleweight? Not? I'm pretty sure this is at light heavyweight. No? Yep, I can easily see. Sonnen out grappling Machida, but most likely I kind of think Machida catches him on the feet and avoids him and clips him and finishes Sonnen. I don't At first, that. like, quick thought, I'm like, you know what, I'm probably going to bet on Machida, maybe uh, maybe even as a lock of the night type yeah. of thing. But, like, the more I think about it, I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. Like, Sonnen could have easily out grappled him too. Sonnen got clipped by Vanderlei and put out, and Machida, even though he's diminished, is still able to beat middle-of-the-pack middleweights, which I can't say the same for Sonnen. Like, if Sonnen came and fought number 15 in the UFC, I think he gets crushed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I think Machida... Machida had a cool, good good fight with Anders, you know what I mean? Like, I thought that was decent I enough. still got to watch his fight with uh, Carvalho. He fought Carvalho, I think, in his uh, Bellator debut. He won, right? Yeah, he won that Oh, fight. yeah, so there you go. Decision, so if, he, if, he's, if he's able to beat a guy like Carvalho... But the question is, how did he beat him? <laughs> yeah. like, how did he look beating his him? His Machida thing, probably. Right? Running away. Not running away, but yeah. avoiding and countering. Yeah, I don't... And Sonnen is way shittier than Carvalho. Like, come on, you got to think Machida's going to finish him. <sighs> I got I to gotta see the odds on that before I can... Watch, you know what? Maybe not finish. Because Machida can just I'll stay on the him. outside and outpoint yeah. him. But Sonnen is so bad on the feet. Like, yeah. he doesn't even try and hide it. He just bull rushes you and goes right for Trash a takedown. Trash go for a takedown. Um, you want to touch on Dante Also, oh, yep, go ahead. he got hurt by a Vanderlei Silva. Oh, uh, yeah. Who was, like, 40 and coming off a five-year layoff with... He's probably the most stiff person in the world like right now, too. 10th degree CTE in his brain. <laughs> I don't even... Like, God. Remember the... <laughs> there was a headline about Vanderlei Silva saying that uh, he... He is showing symptoms of CTE. He has like 17 different symptoms of CTE. He, but no shit. 
It's fucking Vanderlei no, Silva. No, he said he went to a conference and he's yeah. like, oh, there's like 17 signs of CT and I had like 13 of them. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. That's no duh. <laughs> oh, and then in the same interview, I think he was talking about like, yeah, I'll fight. It's like, oh God. Him, Diego Sanchez, and did you hear Diego talking Mark Hunt. about? I don't want to see them in 10 years. Did you hear Diego talking about how he like thinks he can like he the he can heal himself like oh, through power hey, this motherfucker thinks like he's wolverine sort of speech spiritual shit of healing and his apparently like he i think his wife or girlfriend left him recently because like oh, he's not getting no. he's not like he's not taking care of himself like his brain they're all worried about his brain fuck so that scares the shit out of me but yeah. i remember i remember when i was working with my guy that was really involved in the mma world he had diego sanchez out here for a like a meet and greet type of thing and he said he was the worst guy to deal with. Because when he starts drinking, he's like Indian uncle fucking retarded I can drunk, only, I can only right? imagine. Like, it's just, yeah, that's got to be the CTE. Probably just his own personality of being like that jock. He was probably that jock that like, oh, I could fuck, I could fuck your girlfriend type of guy, right? Like, he yes, seems like that type yeah. of guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the fuck we got on yeah, Diego Sanchez. Yeah, I don't know. Got really uh, sad there. <laughs> yeah. Talk See, about as, as MMA fans, it's unfortunate that we have to fucking, like, gloss over the fact that these guys are losing their brain cells as we're watching them fight. And even, like, a Jimmy Manoa type of knockout where or oh. Alexander Rakic putting Jimmy Manoa the fuck out. Like, there is an exhilaration and an excitement when you're watching it. But then, like, after you see the replay and you see how out the other guy is. Remember that video I just fucking sent you of the amateur fight with the head kick and then he fucking went ham on the guy after? Ooh, oh, three seconds into three the fight. Three seconds into the fight. Oh. And, then, and then the shots afterwards, though, were the worst. Like, that's kind of why we love MMA, but not so much the, the, the aftermath of it, of, like, the, you know, prolonged CT and all that bullshit. So, uh, yeah, let's not get to that anymore. Yeah, uh, sure. uh, Eduardo Dantes against Juan Archuleta. Um, I'm very intrigued by this fight. Because I think the Archuleta has always been knocking on the door at a title shot. Um, I was telling you even before the podcast started, he was a three-division champion for King yeah. of the Cage, yeah. 135, 145, and 155. Uh, you know, he had a very difficult fight last time around against Ricky, Ricky Bandeas. Um, you know, who's fortunate enough than, for him. Who's also probably better than people get him credit yeah. for. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So it's not win. too that, bad. That might be one of those wins where, like, uh, looking back, you'll be like, oh, shit, that was a good yes. win. Um, I don't know what the fuck Ricky Bendeas has been up to since that. I think he's just lost. I feel like he hasn't fought since that. Yeah. Um, but Eduardo Dantes is coming up at 145, uh, probably looking forward to some That's re interesting to revitalization me. of some sort. That's interesting to me because he's never looked like a guy who's... Too big. Like, he's scrawny. Big at 135. Yeah. He, he's easily gone five rounds at 135. Like, it yeah. doesn't seem to be an issue. So, I'm a little perplexed. Like, why are you going up to 145? But sure, I guess why not? I think this is a great test for Juan Archuleta test, too. Yeah, right. This is uh, kind of a big name for him. Like I was reading off the names to you uh, that he's beaten, and Robbie Peralta is one of the main, like one of the bigger names that he's beaten. Uh, and then obviously Ricky Bandejas. Uh, I think a win over Eduardo Dantas will definitely finally set him up for that 145 title shot. But you have, title shot? you have AJ yeah, McKee. You have AJ McKee there. But besides that, like. Mm, I don't know if there's anybody else there that he could fight. Like again, he's on. What did I say? Seventeen straight fights that he's yeah. won. Fucking he might, nuts. He's twenty-two. He might have one. to take one more though. Like this is a featherweight fight, right? So he might have to fight like a Pacaron or a Daniel Strauss or someone first. D who did Pacaron? Oh, Pacaron fought AJ McKee as well, and he just lost. So McKee definitely deserves a title shot next. Uh, so yeah, maybe one more fight for Archuleta. But that's maybe the Strauss, thing. Just, I'm just, just not that 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 familiar with the bantamweight division for one thirty-five. 
I don't think they have much of one in Bellator. I think that's what best, I mean. Like, you just know, oh, there. shit, there's fucking Pitbull Brothers. Oh, shit, there's Eduardo Dantes. I mean, Pitbull like, Brothers are not even at Ben. Jo- They're lightweight and featherweight. Fuck? See, look at that shit. Right? Lightweight and featherweight. Right. <laughs> well, this is featherweight. Though. Are we talking about featherweight? I don't oh, even yeah, know. Oh, yeah, this is so. featherweight. Yeah, uh, but I, we were talking we're about talking bantamweight about weight before, weight, yeah. so all right, fuck you. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's a great for, for, uh, fight for Archuleta. I think he's really going to show out here. I think he gets the win. Um, I wouldn't place like lock of the night money type on him, uh, but I think that this is a great test for him to finally get uh, a legitimate name under his Yeah, belt. like skill-wise, he's probably a little behind Dantes, but then he's got that size advantage. I don't know advantage. about that, man. But like, he's, he's got that size advantage. Yeah, he has an size Dantes, advantage for sure. You think he's better than Dantes on the feet, though? <sighs> Yo, he's... He's a grappling, he's, but I don't know about the feet. Yeah, really? he was having some trouble with Ricky Bandejas for sure, but he's and pretty Dantes accredited. Is a clean, crisp striker. Man. He's fallen off some hard times, too, though. Well, he, Michael okay. McDonald, I think he, he had lost that unfortunate fight. loss to McDonald, but I I chalked that more up there's to a, his, there's his a leg injury, injury right? There's like he got knocked out after the injury happened, yeah. so maybe he couldn't move and this and that. And then he got clipped, but yeah. Um, outside of that, I don't. Who else did he? Yeah, he had the lackluster performance against Joel Warren, but then I think he came back and beat him. Uh, last two guys on Bellator 222. I want to talk about Dylan Dennis. Do you? Do you I, I don't give a fuck about him. Like I don't. Like until he fights someone notable and and you know does something impressive out, outside of just beating the nobodies f- with grappling. The that funny we know thing he's here he's is, it's he is pretty much Artem Lobov, in a sense that he's only famous because of Conor McGregor. He is not the he's best a grappling coach. He's yeah. not even a good like he's not even up there in like the elite of the elite of jiu-jitsu guys. I'd say so. He's well, okay, good. He's, like, he's, he's great, like but top five to ten. No, I wouldn't even say world? that. No, I wouldn't no. even say that. No, like he's lost fights or he lost, loses to the top. Guys yeah, he lot. loses to the. top I know. Guys recently, I've heard about him losing more so than anything, but these are he's also losing to top tier guys, right? So you got. But it's not like he's like a a Michael Jordan or like yeah. a you know of jujitsu that like came at the top of the game. But MMA guys, he's like gonna, Gary Tonin, I think killed him grappling. Yeah, Gary Tonin, I think is probably the best like jujitsu guy to come yeah. like straight jujitsu guy coming over to grappling. Now he's with one FC and he's won all of his fights. Yeah. Um, with Dylan Dennis, I just don't see it. Like I don't know. I don't think he's going to take it that far. I don't think he's going to get a title shot. What is he, 1 or 2-0? 2-0 and oh? and and at I think, tops. I think one of the fights, too, like, it was sh- it was not much happening in the stand-up because he, he kind of got the fight to the ground quickly, but in the few seconds you saw, he was, like, losing it. And this is to a guy who was, like, 1-0 and oh or 2-0. and oh, so. You don't want that with yeah, the guy that you're trying to push and that's not who good. has the backing of, like, like a Conor McGregor, right? Um, unless he's going to get a quick submission on yeah. you, he's probably going to start getting put out if they increase the competition too much. Yeah. Uh, last guy I want to talk about, Aaron Pico. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's coming back as well. He's changed it up. He's gone over to uh, Jackson Wink. Um, he's changing up from going from the body shop to Jackson Wink now, which I think is good for him. You know, it's good for a young fighter to to get different looks. I don't know how much more, uh, you know, real personalized training he's going to get from a, a facility that has so many different athletes at the high level. Um do you think it's a good change for him? Do you I think remember, that... I can't remember what podcast I was listening to where they argued this is like the perfect move, like in terms of the gym, because he's got all the raw skill in the world, but now he gets to go to a camp where they're more about game planning. Yep. So if you implement that with a guy who's got all the ability in the world and he follows a game plan, doesn't go wild, his losses are his own stupidity. Yep. He probably should have won all those fights. He kind of put like a he kind of put like a Cody Garbrandt almost, right? Yeah, like he had Corrales hurt. I mean, the way he. The, how fast his hands are, and the I way know. he rocks these guys, and the way he's finishing guys with body hooks—sorry, uh, uh, hooks to the body. Yeah. 
oh my god, it's ridiculous, his raw ability. And then you just see him kind of hang out too long in the pocket and get popped by Corrales and dead. Like, you like, think oh. a guy that has as much skill, as much it? grappling credentials as he has, too. Like, I think it was um, yeah, he's Henry a, Corrales that just beat him. Yeah, who was yeah. the first guy to beat him? Uh, I can't remember that guy's name. Fuck. He lost uh, to Saad a Wad after. Yeah, Zach Freeman. Zach Freeman, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Even that, he kind of, it was like Pico just literally like running into his fist almost. It was like, what the fuck? Like, it was kind of flashes of Let's, bad fight IQ, but skill-wise, he probably should be undefeated. Mm-hmm. I don't like him coming back so quickly after that knockout, though. It's too... It is kind of concerning. so devastating, man. It's kind of concerning, you don't. Sure. I don't know if he should be risking it, but who is he fighting on this card? Uh, I'm trying to pull that up. At right least it's now. definitely someone yeah. like he should beat. Let's see here. Let's end on this one. Uh, let's see. So we got... Uh, so it is headlined by McDonald and Gracie. Yep. Um, all right. Darren Pico is fighting a guy named Adam Borix. 12 and 0. 12 oh, and 0. Interesting. interesting. That doesn't seem like a very easy fight still. Huh. Let's see who's if he has anybody on. Okay, so he's fought in Bellator uh, several times before, three times before Anthony Taylor, 1 and 2, Theodore okay, Nikolov. This is really a gimme. This seems Jose like Nun- he beat some guy named Jose and Aldo Silva. <laughs> Who was forty five <laughs> and six? Uh, Josinaldo. Josinaldo Silva. There's a guy fighting for PFL tonight yeah, named that, uh, that Jose, doesn't... like J O S A Y uh, Aldo. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> how fucking weird is that? But yeah, this is this is not a give me fight for him. Yeah, this here. doesn't seem like a give me. And I'm pretty sure he, he's going so up to lightweight as well. Oh, is this a lightweight belt? This is a lightweight belt. And he lost to Freeman at lightweight. He he should just be fighting at his natural weight class, whatever featherweight. Like that's where he should. So I, I'm kind of glad that he's taking a little bit of a backseat because this is on the prelims as well. When when did he just lose to uh, uh, Corrales? Oh, uh, that was January. That was January. 100% and we're shoot. That's too yeah. quick of a turnaround. Five months, just over Man, five months. Man, he should have waited till the end of the year. Probably the beginning of the next year. Yeah, you're young. You, yeah, why I you know. gotta rush it? All the you're talent so in the fucking young. world too. Yeah, just get better. Relax. Yeah, rest your head. Right. All right, let's fucking wrap this shit up with our last segment. Most anticipated fight of the bye week. So we got two big events coming up. We got list. UFC 238 this weekend, headlined by Henry Cejudo and Marlon Moraes. Uh, and then next week we got Bellator 222, headlined by Neiman Gracie and Roy McDonald. I'll kick it off. How can you not go with Tony Ferguson versus fucking yeah, Donald Cerrone? 100%. How do you not go with that fight? You just can't not. Yeah. Like, I, I have a feeling that was the fight that you were going to pick as your number one. Easy. But I, since you're going to do that, I'll go into another fight a little bit more. We kind of talked about it I earlier in the podcast. Uh, Jimmy Rivera versus Peter Yan. I'm very fucking excited for that fight. You know, rankings-wise, obviously, it doesn't mean as much as uh, Aljamain Sterling against um, Pedro Munoz. However, I think that with Peter Yan's style, it should really bring out the best in Jimmy Rivera. Um, you know, that, that style that fucking Peter Yan brings to these guys in the John Dodson fight, man. He was just, I just watched that fight like two days ago. Holy fuck, man. Like, it's he throws with such ferocity, precision, and speed. He's like a tornado oh, coming right out here. Very technical, too. Like, it's stupid how fucking fast he is. And he's very composed, too, and he's disciplined. So I'm interested to see how the, the styles between these guys glitch is kind of like spazzing out. Right? Hey, yeah. uh, I'm interested to see how the, the difference between their styles ma- matches up here because Jimmy Rivera is the type of guy that kind of waits, 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 explodes as well, right? Um, he has, I think he might have the advantage in the grappling here, but um, 
Peter Yan's sambo is nothing to fuck with either. The, the way he was sprawling on John Dodson was fucking nuts. It was it was very impressive. So I think Jimmy Rivera is going to have a really hard time getting him down, which is why this is probably going to be a stand-up fight, and I think that's going to be very entertaining as well. But obviously, it's it, I would be talking absolute shit if I was saying that I'm more hyped for Jimmy Rivera than I am, uh, sorry, Yan and Rivera than I am for uh, Cowboy and Ferguson. So 100%. obviously Ferguson, Cowboy takes the cake, but I'll let you talk a little bit more about it since mm. I'm sure that's your fucking number that's, one. It's, there's no other fight that you could be looking forward to more than Ferguson, Cowboy. Yep. Stylistically, what's on the line? It's such a big fight. It should... It's a travesty that it's not five rounds. I know. Just make up a fucking belt. I know. Here you go. Fucking... Just make it the interim title belt. And then after the card's over, just be like, yeah, no. It wasn't... Like, no more interim belt. It's just Khabib's back to the champion. Just Just to make it five rounds. But, um, yeah, I got some honorable mentions, too. I had Rivera Yan for the reasons you said. Yep. Cejudo Morales... uh, Morales. Marias. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cejudo Marias, just because, you know, we're finally going to get some clarity moving forward with the bantamweight division. Kind of, no especially if, if Marias wins, then yes. Hopefully if Cejudo wins, wins, then there's not much clarity, but there is, but I get, you know. Sterling Munoz, because yep. one again, once again, it's a big fight. And one fight that we actually haven't talked about, so you got to give a shout out to Suarez Ansarov. Ooh. I, I'm, I'm looking Ooh. forward to Suarez running through Ansarov, which I Ooh. think should happen, but... I think maybe some I people love are that sleeping bitch. on how hard Ansarov might be of a yeah. fight for her. Like she's she's crafty. She's seems to have that confidence. She's on a good streak. Her calf kicks against fucking exactly Claudia Godilla. You never know, but um, it's probably going to be a big coming out party for Suarez. Um, if she doesn't get a title fight off this, she'll easily get a number one contender fight. So Easy. I'm super excited to see if she can steamroll Ansarov. So, yeah, I'm really hyped for that one, too. The way that she was able to control Carla as far as, like, that even was, after... That was, like... like there was a couple times where she did get reversed and, like, she Carla did get back up. But... No problem. Uh, Suarez is just like, all right, I'm going to throw a one-two punch or a kick and then I'm going to go back for another takedown she's, and I'm going to get you down again. She's a type of wrestler, kind of like Khabib, where... Nermaga Suarez. It, 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 they <laughs> might not be able to take you down right away, but... But they never get discouraged and will just glue to you and just keep trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. And, and never it stop. seems like her cardio is up there, so... Her cardio is retarded. I don't think she's going to have any The way type she of... overwhelmed Carla, like, Carla, you could say what you want. Maybe she's not as good as, like, champ, as, you know, she's the first champ, but maybe she wasn't as good as, uh, um, like, the top tier of the division right now. But to nobody's beaten her in that way. No. So that like out grappled like, her because I think that is definitely Carlos Espaz's most handled her. yeah like and completely advantageous even aspect. even even Claudia Gadelia couldn't grapple her the or um, do do to her what Suarez yeah. did in the grappling department so I'm super excited so about you're more Suarez. so excited about uh, Suarez than you are so about yeah. Ansarov in this yeah that could right? be a crazy upset though if Ansarov wins and then gets a title shot and her and Nunes are champions that that's another thing that could possibly happen coming out of this so. You know, I, I'm looking forward to Suarez probably crushing her, <laughs> and I'm kind of hoping she does because she's awesome. But at the same time, even if she loses, you know, you but, have a good contender. But number one for you is easily Ferguson. Cow- Cowboy yeah. Ferguson, come I on I think now. everybody's going to be fucking... Even though I'm still kind of like, enough. fuck, man, Ferguson, if you lose, like, he should just be fighting for the title. How can you hate this matchup, I though? I know. God I know. damn it. I remember somebody teased it after Cowboy beat uh, I Quinta, and then they booked it like two or three days later. Like, they booked that shit quick. Immediately. I was like, damn, Cowboy, you just went five rounds. Six Chill weeks. out, bro. I think it's like a six-week turnaround. Barely. Beginning of May 4th was 2.30, or sorry, it was the Ottawa card, and now 2.38 is this weekend. Think about June, what he did. He just kind whatever. of said, like, 
he so he he armbars Mike Perry, who's kind of pretty much a lightweight. Yeah. Then goes down to lightweight, beats an up and comer. Alexander Hernandez. Yeah. Then they give him number four, and he beats the shit out of him. It's like, dude, cowboy, like you were you were you were on a losing streak in welterweight, kind of mid tier. You had a kid. Now after three fights, you're you're gonna be in the title fight. You know when what happens when cowboy gets up there though. Yeah, but he chokes. Yeah, but. This is Dad Cerrone. I don't think Dad Cerrone. I don't know. This is a newfound mental strength for him, which is big because Cowboy's always had that. You know, he kind of mentally folds or doesn't want it bad enough. Maybe like I think now he's like, no, motherfucker, I want this. You're not taking food off my kids. Last time he fought RDA for the title, to me, it felt like he was trying to pump himself up and didn't really give a fuck about a title. Just cared about fighting and shit. He's like, ah, whatever. Now I think he's like, no, 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 I need the title. I need those paychecks for my kid. Like. I think this I is know, like dude. another version, dude. I'm really worried about uh, for Ferguson in this fight. I, I got a bet on Ferguson, and hey, look, I think that like the, the stylistically style the pressure style, Cowboy doesn't really do good off of his back foot. You know that like wasn't that. Dad Cerrone though. I think he will, <laughs> he will he will be able to counter that because All right. Ferguson he can is the crisper striker. He's the better striker. He's a better he striker, has more weapons, more tools. Ferguson can get clipped. And I think this version of Cerrone, if you try and pressure him, it's a type of version who's going to be like, yo, what the motherfucker, like, come back at you. He's not yeah. going to be the guy to, like, fold. Yeah. I I, I kind of actually think Cowboy's going to win this fight. All right, all right. <coughs> I guess we're and going I'll, head to head be, this weekend. <coughs> and I'll be very sad for Ferguson just for losing. <laughs> You're going to have, I, like, one tear coming down and then just smiling however, on the other I face. However, I do think if Gus could get a <laughs> title shot coming off a knockout loss, <coughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Ferguson might... Even if he loses after Cowboy gets his shot, just 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 let Ferguson get a shot anyway. You gotta let if Ferguson wins, you have to give Ferguson the shot. Fuck you if you don't. And if Cowboy wins, you gotta give him a shot too. I guess you can give him a shot. The winner has to get the title. Yeah, this is a number one contender fight. So again, deserves five rounds. But again, we don't even know if we're gonna need five rounds. Let's be real, right? Yeah. All right. Well, that was a fucking great episode, man. Like I would, I had some fucking fun. I zoned off a couple of times because of that fucking... Yeah, the fucking uh, solicitor. Yeah, Rob was about to get and, sold and, some shit. He's like, what fuck you. Gave you. Me earlier. This is why he installed it, eh? Fuck. Just yep. completely ignore some people that don't need to be here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rob loves to they have his private space. can't sell me shit. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't selling me nothing, bitch. Uh, yeah, so that was a fucking great episode. Um, we're going to be back in two weeks. So yeah. that will be after UFC 238 and after Bellator 222. I believe after that we have UFC Greenville, which is headlined by Hanato Moicano and Korean Zombie. And then sure. after that we got uh, Junior Dos Santos against Francis Ngannou. So we'll be I like that touching one. on both of those cards uh, in the next episode. Um, but yeah, for all my bets, I believe this is going to be out tonight. I should be able to get it out. Um, my bets are on the website, MMALOTN.ca. I got all my cards, all, all my bets placed already, so we're good to go. So you guys can tell me if you like. Um, Twitter, at MMALOTN. Uh, YouTube, you guys already know the channel and all that shit. Just subscribe, like the video, do whatever the fuck you got to do. Comment below. Let's talk some shit. Uh, tell us who you think uh, was the worst main event uh, that was ever booked for the UFC. Uh, maybe we overlooked a couple. I know Tony hit a lot of them there. Um, let us know. But that fuck. was only from the past like two and a half years. Exactly. I'm sure like you could find even way more for the last like 10 years or so. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll see you guys again in two weeks on my behalf, on Tony's behalf, on Glitch. And Rob, yeah, we're out. All right. Peace.